everybody! Hi guys! Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast! I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, Dan, we were just talking about how we thought that, that men our age, the age that we are now, when we were growing up in the Mormon church, just had it all figured out. They just... They just, they were so confident. They knew they, everything. They had life experiences. They had it, they had it down. Yeah. And we how- are going to talk, we are now that age. We are now <laughs> the age of those men, those, yeah. those powerful, we're the age priesthood that holding men. <laughs> your parents were when they had you. Yeah. Yeah, Basically, my mom, my right? mom, yeah, my mom was 40 when she had me. Yeah. I'm about to turn 46. How old was your, were they roughly the same age? My dad was a year and a half younger. Oh, really? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Very progressive stuff. Wow. Very progressive that. stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you're well past the age. At, 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 at your age, your parents had a six-year-old running around. And yeah. And a four-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. Roughly. Wow. Yeah, I'm the oldest. My, my parents were... Uh, could you imagine? In Mormon a... terms, they they were elderly oh. <laughs> by the time they had kids. That, although that is considered a geriatric pregnancy, apparently, technically, medically. Yeah. How insulting is that? Right. If you're the geriatric parent. Yeah. Mother at age 40. Yeah, I have a friend who's pregnant now and she's like, oh, okay. I get it. Really cute. Just Everybody. slap me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we'll be getting to that. Just yeah. kind of like some some ideas that we have about where that all comes from. About life in our geriatric years. <laughs> but first, Dan, I want to talk about the ongoing story of Cakes, Colorado, oh God. and gay marriage. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, 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 ladies and gentlemen, if you are a gay person... Please do not get married in in Colorado. It, it can it can only end in a lawsuit. That's the only thing. That's the only outcome possible. Well, you never know exactly what's going to happen. Or you right? have to bake because all of your own. You have to you have to do everything yourself. Right, because because Colorado does have an anti discrimination law. Right, uh, that is meant to protect uh, people from the kinds of discrimination that the that that cake maker uh did what, yeah. the the what i don't remember the, the name of the place. masterpiece masterpiece cake something cake shop artistry yeah because that's what he was claiming right that he's a monster piece is more like it <laughs> uh anyway uh in a recent uh court ruling uh in colorado um by the 10th u.s circuit court of appeals in colorado uh in denver rather um, a woman who uh, has a wedding website business where she designs websites for weddings. Oh, one of those things. Oh, lovely. Right. Um, she was suing the state because she wanted to shore up her right to discriminate against gay people. Well, the last thing you want to do is create digital uh, assets <laughs> for the queer <laughs> community. Exactly. Yeah, just just terrible. Um, and so this was essentially because the the masterpiece cake uh, case, when the U.S. Court Supreme Court ruled on it, they actually were pretty uh, narrow in their decision. Right. right yes. They, um, they that was like they ruled in the wrong way, but it was it was only applied to that specific thing. And yeah. They made it clear that that wasn't to be a. Yeah. Uh, a a precedent for other for future right things. and and in that case they decided that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission had acted with anti-religious bias which was bullshit uh, against the cake maker um, after he refused to bake the cake for two it was uh, two men who were getting married um, but it did not at the time rule on sort of the larger question of whether a business can invoke religious objections yeah. Uh, to refuse service. basically bunted on this. Yeah. One. Bunt cake. Was that the... Oh, it, it was... <laughs> was I was going with a sport reference, but yes, there's a cake <laughs> reference there too. Well done. Uh, to refuse service, obviously, to LGBTQ people. So anyway, uh, in this... Uh, she was trying to get... She was trying to test this whole thing and, and, and get them to actually uh, say, yes, of course you can religiously... Uh, discriminate against gay people. Of course you can, business owner. Uh, It turns out um, 
she uh, she really hadn't she wasn't even in business yet, which I think is really weird. <laughs> uh, the Colorado Solicitor General questioned whether Smith could even be allowed to challenge the law since she had not started offering wedding websites yet. Oh, so she nobody had hired her to no. do this. She's she, just she's just suing so that she she can know she, is she doesn't want to do it. Literally right? suing on the off chance a gay person might approach her. Right. In the future. Oh, yeah. She does not want to be in a position, any way in, in the position. She is a woman of principle, I'll tell uh, you that. <laughs> but the uh, Solicitor General said that um, if she did actually start up her business and had to, like, refuse, uh, the, her argument would mean that she would refuse to create a website for a hypothetical same-sex couple named Alex and Taylor, but that she would agree to make the same one for an opposite-sex couple with the same names. Yeah. Alex and Taylor. Um, he said that, uh, he said that would be discrimination under the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act, which explicitly prohibits discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. Can I, can um, I discriminate just based on, uh, not liking the names Alex and Taylor? <laughs> I think, I don't think that's you a just protected. just offended all of the Alexes and Taylors. That's just not a protected class. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Okay. All right. Um, the judge, uh, wrote, or one of the judges wrote in the majority opinion, because it was two to one that mm. they, they decided this, uh, that, quote, we must also consider the grave harms caused when public accommodations discriminate on the basis of race, religion, sex, or sexual orientation. Combating such discrimination is, like individual autonomy, essential to our democratic ideals. In the dissent, the one judge wrote, um, this case illustrates exactly why we have a First Amendment. Properly applied, the Constitution protects Ms. Smith from the government telling her what to say or do. No, that's not how that works. Yeah, I know. But it is an interesting, it, it, it I recently kind of was thinking about this and I was like, well, what if I uh, were a, a business owner as a gay man, right? And yeah. what if my business was, um, what if it was like a print shop, right? And I was print, like print banners and signs and whatnot. And somebody ordered, you know, something, a sign that something was offensive. offensive, yeah, right, to gay people, right, right. Like, it, 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 it is an interesting question of, like, I get the whole thing of like you open up a business and it's it's supposed to be open to the public, and you're not supposed to, you know, discriminate, right, and refuse business from whomever is coming in. And if it was just on the side of not being hate speech, how would I feel about printing those signs? You know? Yeah. It, it's an interesting conundrum, right? It's like not when you easy. put yourself into that other side. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be glib about this being yeah. easy. This, I think I think that point is right. Yeah. This is this is there's a there's a line here. And and as a society, I think I think we feel good about where we're at, but like but, I don't think it's resolved, and I don't think it's been resolved in entirely the right way yet. But I don't think that your case is analogous because the the I feel like the analog would be because these people want to discriminate not because of the content, mm. but because of who the customer is. Like that's a very different thing. So if you wanted, they to, just it, hate like if you lemon had a, poppy seed, and that's just what this couple <laughs> fucking wants. If you wanted, if you opened your print shop and you were like. I will print anything, but I won't do it for Christians. Christians. That's not okay. Mm. But if you say there's certain there's certain content that I won't do, right? And I won't do that content for anybody. Alex and Taylor. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the analog. Mm. So I don't think I I I I think I think they're in the clear to to. I, I, I'm not arguing like against the idea. I just, yeah. I kind of wanted to put myself in that position and see like, is, is there something? And I don't know what it is because obviously I don't feel good about the idea of like allowing people to discriminate against gay people. You know, right? the, like, you, of course I don't, you know what the truth but where's, is? is, the, is the line right where it should be. The truth is that these uh, cake shop owners and whatever are playing this all wrong. Oh. I'm glad they don't listen to this show because I'm about to give the exact way to play this 
I mean, they want it to go to the courts because they want to be big right. martyrs for their right. for their cause or whatever. But if you actually just don't want to serve gay people, make it so that, yes, you, like your policy is, of course, we serve anyone. We will make a cake for anyone. Mm -hmm. But just have Christian hateful bullshit on your walls mm. up everywhere. Make it clear mm. that you're on, that they're unwelcome. They won't. You know, the minute they walk in your door, they're not gonna they're not gonna patronize you. Put it on your website. But what if they're the really the best cakes in town? Yeah. I am I to deny myself the <laughs> masterpiece cake? Right. You make or a great the, point. The, the website. I mean Yeah, you make a great point. Uh all right. So yeah, that's true. What if it's such a great wedding website? It's oh. so good. Oh my god, is the I best. need that website. All right, Frank. I'm gonna tell you this. Do you remember <laughs> when we went you and I went on our road trip nine or something? A long time a ago. A long yeah. many years ago. Yeah. Uh and when we were in Dallas, we went to a creation museum. Oh yeah. In yeah, Dallas. Yeah. yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Which was the first place that I had ever that I ever heard the the name Kent Hovind. Ah. I remember distinctly the guy that was that was giving us the tour. We were not allowed to go through unattended. Right. We were we had a a personal tour guide who guided us through everything. We were we were tended to. We were. We were. I we didn't even say who the like what we represented or anything, but he I could tell. They they had our he number. Knew. He knew. Cause no, because no one goes to there. Literally, <laughs> it's either a bus full of like church kids. Right. Or nobody. And, and these, there was nobody these there. These two mid-30s guys come walking through the Traipsing door. in and just like, hey, we want to see what you got. And he's like, oh, okay. I will show you all of the things now. You are now attached to me. <laughs> anyway, Kent Hovind was one of the guys that he proclaimed as the you know the sort of the the grand savior of of how dinosaurs and he, how we know that dinosaurs and humans coexisted and mm. all of this stuff that runs very much counter to you know reality mm. but they yeah, you know they got they yeah. they've got all this stuff anyway Kent Hovind who not too long ago and maybe was at that time when we were there in jail uh, he was sentenced in 2006. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison for tax fraud because he insisted that the money that he got from his ministries, his various uh, bullshit mm -hmm. dinosaur ministries or whatever, <laughs> that wasn't his. Uh, it was God's money, and there and therefore no taxes were. Oh God! Um, how did that, that? How did that work for him? That argument. He went to jail. <laughs> Uh, so not ideally. What? Well, uh, bad news for Kent. Uh, he's in trouble with the law again. Arrested. Oh. Uh, having apparently, uh, allegedly, beaten up his girlfriend. This he sounds like a nice guy. Doesn't he sound great? Wow. Like knows everything there is to know about dinosaurs, <laughs> uh, except the facts. Right. And uh yeah, domestic ab abuse, Jesus domestic assault. Right. Okay. Apparently she she alleges that he quote body slammed her. Oh god. Picked her up and threw her to the ground. What? Uh she alleges that uh that she he, she was threatened with a gun. Oh my god. So Wow. This uh, and I'm sure that this is going to be the end of his career. Mm I'm sure that it's not. <laughs> In point of fact, what? what we have discovered is that you can't end one of these guys. If they are white and male, they will come back. This is not the way to ruin their career. No, no. By being, you know, mean to or bad. It's not mean, obviously. Yeah. It's abusive. Abuse does not hurt these guys. <laughs> yeah. They're supposed to be abusive. I think it's in the it's in the the job title. So. Oh my god. All right. Well, let's see what, what where where his where he lands in the next couple of years. Yeah. I have to pay attention to that. Dan, yes. A uh recently published study in the Journal of Psychology of Religion and Spirituality uh Sounds has great. uh <laughs> I'm excited already. <laughs> it's found that 
Um, people are less tolerant of atheists expressing their beliefs at work compared to Christians, Muslims, or Jews. I know that. Is that like there's no study needed? <laughs> no, there... we didn't. We clearly did not know. How dare you, Dan? This was unknown. <laughs> this is... I mean, we need the study to be able to point to and go, because uh, because every Christian and every religious person thinks that they're, of course, the most oppressed person right. in the room. Right. No, um, apparently, um, well, what they wanted to do is they, they the, the researchers, they're, they're saying that no research uh, up to this point had uh, examined how atheists are perceived in the workplace specifically, right? Okay, that there have sure. been studies looking at like societally, like just kind of the attitudes that people have about atheists and the fact we know that we're like the least trusted and the most hated group in America, yeah. that we don't, that we, we're, that we're less liked than Muslims yeah. in this country, right? So what they did is they developed this, this uh, three-part test, right? There was a three-part study and they tested different groups. And they they specifically wanted to look at uh, symbols of belief in the workplace because they felt that that was kind of a minor uh, thing to kind of look at specifically mm. because they they knew that if they asked people point blank, like should being an atheist um, limit somebody's advancement in the workplace right. or preclude them from different opportunities or what whatnot the, the general sense of fairness would kind of skew that yeah because yeah. it's so overt because right? people would go against their own actual thinking their right. own their own real feelings right because they know the correct answer right and so they were looking at things like um little displays of belief such as a quote Mm. Right. That you might pin up on your cubicle cubicle wall. Sure. And whether or not you should be allowed to have that right. or your perception about whether that was attacking your beliefs. Right. Right. Which, of course, the believers thought they yeah. were being attacked. Of course they did. Uh, and the other thing that they were look, they, they kind of used as a little test was like a little pin. Right. Like some sort of. You know, a little cross or a little, you know, star of David, star of David a crescent moon, whatever. Um, or I don't know what they would have done for, but I think it was TGIA a TGIA t-shirt. Is that what we're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wear your TGIA t-shirt to work guys. Right. Um, a little, a little atheist, a little, fi a little yeah. evolution fish or something. Yeah. And what they, what they found through the course of these, of course, is that yes, uh, Christian Jews and Muslims who were religious, uh, felt attacked yeah. by, by this. Isn't that um, ridiculous? It's, yeah. I feel that every time I, I go onto Facebook and people post all of this shit, they just declare their, their beliefs left and right with absolute impunity. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and it is eminently clear every now and then I go on and I just declare my beliefs too. Mm -hmm. Just as an exercise. Right. But you can feel the temperature in the room. Yeah. It just is a different, like everybody's super tolerant. Yeah. Of everybody's beliefs, whether it's stupid or not. Like it is less okay to attack someone for saying, you know, that they believe that like, you know, the universe is energy and, and, you know, if all you have to do is just expose yourself to enough sunlight and you'll never get sick or something stupid mm, like that. Right. It is less okay to attack that than <laughs> like that doesn't offend anybody. But if you say, I'm really happy that ever since I found out, ever since I realized that I don't believe in God, mm -hmm. you're not saying anything about anybody else. You're no. just saying something about you. Everybody just loses their damn mind. It, well, it's seen as being pushy, right? As pushing your beliefs and rather as a, than just stating. And as attacking their beliefs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so uh, one of the other things that they, I thought this was actually really interesting. They sort of set up this scenario where uh, they sort of asked about the, they call them b the belief pin. Um, if uh, the, the one of the religious people was wearing their belief pin sort of in a public facing setting for the for the company right right um versus the atheist wearing their belief pin in sort of that same public facing area the the religious people saw it as a threat to the business 
right? They saw it as like something that would like ward off business right? and threaten sort of right. the, the, the future earnings. And of whatnot. course. So it, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, it just further solidifies the idea that, um, yeah, that we're perceived clearly as an out group. And what, what is interesting is that the Muslims were viewed as part of the religious in group. And yeah. they, and they, they kind of talked about how, um, specifically the Abrahamic, um, faiths were all viewed each other nicely enough. Yeah. Right. Well enough to not feel like that those expressions were, were threatening to their own. I'm reasonably confident I was fired from a job because I'm an atheist. Oh, now, really? They didn't make that the express reason. No, no. But it was very, it was a very clearly unfair firing and you know, the, the state found oh, yeah. Believe, the the state agreed that it was an unfair firing and they oh, gave okay. me, you know, but it was just, but I, I, the only thing that I could come up with was that uh, a couple of my coworkers were talking about religious stuff and I just chimed in with my opinion. Uh-oh. I was not forceful. I was not aggressive. Right. Uh, it was enough. My bad. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story that I find shocking in multiple ways. The most shocking element of the story. This is oh. this is an Olympics story, or oh. rather, it has an Olympics uh, angle to it. You love the Olympics. I don't. I'm, <laughs> but but I have enjoyed some of the Olympics. <laughs> Israel got its, I think it's only its second gold medal, like ever. Really? Yeah. Huh. They're, okay. Then you know, it's a small country. They don't have a lot of. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, things, I mean, but fair they, enough. but they hmm. got their second they got a gold medal. It uh it was a man by the name of Artem Dolgopyat. <laughs> I think I nailed it. <laughs> uh anyway, I, I love that you were actually excited about the opportunity to say that name. I was I was before I was before the show. I you was were nervous. <laughs> I try I tried to say it before just before the show just to just to have it in my mouth and I still messed it up. Anyway, <laughs> Dolgopiat uh is won the yeah, Israel's second ever gold medal. Oh, good. And the good. first in artistic gymnastics. Oh. Okay. So uh, the second shocker of this whole thing is that the guy who won the gold medal in artistic gymnastics isn't gay. And then uh, <laughs> he, he is, in point of fact, uh, dating a woman that he would like to marry. Oh, this is not going where I thought it was. No. Here's okay. the thing. Uh, all, you know, with, with the spotlight on him, suddenly people are asking, wait, why can't you marry well, guess what? He ain't Jewish enough to get married in Israel. What? What? Uh, so the the deal he was not he was born in Ukraine and uh, moved to Israel. Now, under uh, Israel's law of return, anyone who has a Jewish grandparent, okay, can become an Israeli citizen. Okay. Uh, so that's so that's the law. However, in order to be considered jewish you have to have a jewish mother oh so i guess he's got a paternal grandparent or 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 you know his his maternal grandfather is jewish or something right so the matrilineal line doesn't get to him Uh, oh no and they have very strict laws against interfaith marriages and his girlfriend is Jewish. What? This is outrageous. Because you have to be, uh, you have to, all marriages, all Jewish marriages must be conducted by a rabbi authorized by the chief rabbinate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they won't do it. So, wow. so he's stuck. He can't, he, he can win gold for his country, but his country won't let him marry the, the girl of his dreams. Can't, I mean, I'm assuming they could like get married outside of Israel and would Israel recognize the marriage at that point? Does that I don't know, but that is how, wow. Yeah. Our guy, our, 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 our friend, friend of the show, Rabbi Gruber would, would gladly marry them. Yeah. He's a, he's a, an Orthodox rabbi. Yeah. 
Uh, but he does interfaith marriages. Yeah, that's kind of his thing. Much to much to the chagrin of the rabbinate. <laughs> Rabbi Gruber. Do not. You are chagrinning people, <laughs> sir. Boy, so yeah, that's a yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a thing. Israel Israel is a they're a bit of a conundrum. I, yeah. I feel like there's it, there's mystery. It's wrapped in mystery. It's well, it, it, it it's one of those things you you always just keep stumbling into things that are confusing. Yeah, right. I mean, that's Israel for because me. it's, I'm it's just such a it, it so can largely be. confused by, by yeah. Israel because they can have very liberal policies about a lot of things. Yeah, and huh. then and yeah, but they're run by a bunch of orthodox like high like ultra orthodox yeah people who. Oh, yeah, that's crazy town. All right, well, uh, Dion, yes. uh, down there in Florida, there's a mega church. <laughs> there's a lot probably a bunch Florida. of mega churches. Sure, down there in Florida, um, but this one in particular, uh, let's see, where's the name of it? It doesn't really matter. I don't. I'll stumble upon the name at some point and I'll say it. Um, no, it's uh, the Coral Ridge. Uh, something evangelical church or something along those lines. Um, but they, um, were named by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a, uh, hate group. They were labeled as sure. one, right? Sure. And, uh, they did not like that. <laughs> no, they this, did not. Uh, Coral too. Ridge something or other church. Uh, and, uh, so they sued the Southern Poverty Law Center and largely because the, the consequences of being labeled a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center is that some places like Amazon, for example, because that's what where the story goes, uh, will view you as a hate group. Right. Right. And if they have like they have that fundraising thing mm. that they do where like 0.5 percent of the sale of you know, anything that you do in the name of that organization for things that you purchase on Amazon. Right. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, they've got a portal that, that yeah. like will donate to we'll donate to, and to, you can just kind of select that uh, my purchases. I want 0.5% to, to go to X organization, charity of my choice, charity of my choice. However, if you are on the, if SPCL's you're on the, shit list, you cannot, Amazon will not let you participate in the program pretty smart right that's that's good and so this church got pissed off about it and decided to sue and the uh, the 11th circuit court has uh sided with the southern poverty law center and they are saying that uh essentially amazon has first amendment rights as an organization that um preclude the 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 any sort of discrimination right that uh the, the this church is 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 feeling or maybe even experiencing right at the hand of amazon if you are hateful yeah meaning you're happy to discriminate i mean in this case with with churches in the united states of america that the spcl designates as a hate group mm -hmm. it's it's pretty much always because they, they don't like gay people they, and they preach against gays yeah yeah and then they cry foul because it's just our beliefs and it's the Bible and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, well, okay. But your beliefs and the Bible uh, are are mean. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's good. That's good yeah, that the, no, court, the court has ruled. Thank God. You that, know. Uh, that hate speech is indeed hateful and you're allowed to call it that. Yeah. Well, and more importantly, that um, and also that an organization like Amazon, can, they, 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 they can... They they don't have to let you raise money on their platform, right? They're not if they don't agree with your stances on certain issues. They're not legally required to yeah. give you donations, right? Dicks, <laughs> shut up. Well, I'm gonna leave us with uh, with uh, a, a dust up in the world of romantic novels. Oh, yeah. Do you ever read a good no romantic novel? I don't read non-romantic novels. I don't read <laughs> any no novels. I, I'm not. I so no. I've I've never read a romantic novel. I haven't either. I've I've kind of I've thumbed through them a little bit just to mm. sort of get a a feel of the flavor because mm. I just yeah. I mean, spicy. It, 
No, trashy. <laughs> Garbage. Garbagey. Yeah. I might write one just for fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there is, it turns out, as one of our listeners wrote in to us about, mm-hmm. a category within this that I was not aware of, which is Christian romantic novels. Oh. Right? Those must be really spicy. How exciting is that? <laughs> Apparently, it's literally just like they save themselves for marriage. Oh, nonsense. how romantic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely not sexy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Throbbing members stayed on the other side of the room. <laughs> and safely ensconced in his pants. <laughs> Through which she could not see anything. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Anyway, uh, there is apparently an award, uh, Sarah. There are awards for uh, romance novels, mm. uh, now known as the Vivian Awards. Oh. And the, uh, the Romance Writers of America give this award. They have rescinded their award in the category of... Uh, Whatever it is, whatever, whatever the Christian category, it's the, oh, it's the religious or spiritual elements category, the romance with religious or spiritual elements, which apparent, which I, I am informed basically just means evangelical Christian. Right. Okay. Uh, they, (laughs) they, they gave this award to a book called at love's command Mm. by one Karen. If this is a pen name, I, I cannot handle it. This thing. Okay. First of all, a Christian novelist writing under the name Karen is perfect. <laughs> okay. Karen Whitemeyer. Hmm. Not white, W-I-T-E, but still, you don't put Karen and white in the same. Anyway, <laughs> uh, apparently this ba- the, the novel actually opens with the hero... Uh, valiantly winning, uh, in the battle in in the battle at Wounded Knee. Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's all of those, good... <laughs> all of those O's, correct. That's not a good start. No, it apparently, it very much apparently romanticizes the killing of oh, Native Americans. God. Okay, so. Real, real cute way to start a romance story. But wait a second. They rescinded. So this so, had... They, so they, they gave the award to them. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, apparently, okay. apparently the whole world of romance novels is a fucking disaster. Okay. It's just a mess. It's not surprising, right? But at least they, uh, they took it back. So, yeah, okay. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> a, that category exists, right. which... Oh, those poor, poor people. Uh, like, if you need to read a romance novel, great. But, oh my God, the sad people that have to turn to that segment of romance novels. It's, you know, it's like, it's kind of like when I was vegetarian for a while, right? <laughs> I just, no, 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 no. I just really didn't get into, like, the fake meats. Right. Right. Why, why do I need this fake meat thing? I. Right. I'm a vegetarian, right? Like I, I can eat vegetables. I, yes, there are plenty of wonderful <laughs> options for me. Why do I feel like I have to have this fake chicken, right. whatever thing, right? Right. That's not this good. Glob of that's gluten. That's just wretched, yeah. right? Um, and I, I think uh, the same logic applies. Like, if you can't have a real steamy novel, yeah, well, it's not good. But yeah, literally, you're, you're not, what what you're the, doing? The whole purpose is to be a little titillated, right? And right. To be a little. You're literally eliminate. Like, go read a really a good novel. Yeah. You're taking all the worst parts of the worst novels, <laughs> and <laughs> eliminating all of the good parts. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, go go read a dirty novel. We're. we're <laughs> If, if you if you need to write into us and tell us something about your favorite Christian dirty novel, uh, please feel free to do so. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call us and tell us about it. Uh, the telephone number is 424-666-8442. Leave us a voicemail. Stick around. There's more show coming up.
Frank, Dan, let me tell you something. Uh, Greg Locke, mm -hmm. uh, Pastor Greg Locke. Oh, yeah, 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 that guy. Uh, who now unironically does all of his preaching under a circus tent, which is <laughs> delightful. No. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. I ever, have not seen this. Ever since COVID, it's a giant big top, red and white striped. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. No. Circus tent. The man oh. is a walking parody of himself. Oh, that's amazing. It's un it's it's amazing. He oh. literally he he is going off and he is a he's lately a darling of the media and we're mm. no we're no exception. Yeah. Because he uh he he's actually a, he is a powerful Twitter presence. I don't know if you oh, really? I follow him on Twitter and uh he knows how to work it. Really? He knows okay. how to get the haters to uh to bump up his uh, uh okay like he says something and everybody has to respond to him including me i try not to but i i don't respond to him but i quote tweet tweet him every oh now for and sure then. yeah yeah uh because he's amazing huh. and he is one of the leading anti-vax uh anti you know covid guys remaining in the country oh, okay yeah yeah uh okay. here's what he had to say this week so like he got in trouble last week apparently for saying that the delta variant wasn't real uh-huh uh he's doubling down <gasps> oh. and and he's screaming about it so let's listen to that i've been right about all of it we've been right about all of it Woo! yes yes these wicked fools don't win in the end they don't win in the end. So all this fear bull crap is that. It is bull crap. Say amen. I know you've never been to a church where a pastor told you to say amen after I said bull crap. It's better than what I want to say. I call it real BS. Biblical stupidity. Biblical stupidity. So I know I wasn't going to say nothing about it, but I think I feel froggy enough. I'm going to jump right now and just say this. I am not apologizing for what I said on this platform last week. The Delta variant was nonsense then. It is nonsense now. You will not wear masks in this church. You will not wear masks in this church. I'm telling you right now, do not get vaccinated. Do not get vaccinated. I don't care what you think about me. I don't need your money. I don't need your hand clap. I don't need more people on social media to follow me. I ain't following along with it. Joe Biden's days are numbered. I said they're numbered. I've told you the whole time this election was fraudulent. We got so much proof. The only people that can deny it are crack-smoking, demon-possessed leftists. <laughs> Woo, I'm about to tear this whole pulpit in half. Well, when you said screaming, you didn't believe me. <laughs> you thought maybe he's using hyperbole. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He is a he's a fancy fella. I didn't know that I was a crack smoker. I where I we are behind on our crack usage, my friend. He Ooh. and man, the jump from Delta's not real mm, vaccine, blah blah blah, to suddenly we're talking about Joe Biden again? Wait, what? Of course. We're talking about like does he know that he's supposed to be talking about Jesus? Does that does he know? No, they they seem to have forgotten about Jesus. They just it's, completely. Yeah. It's uh, literally just a political machine at this point. Oh my god. Oh man, Greg. Good stuff. <laughs> that is uh that is, by the way, his Twitter is nonstop. Yeah. Trump is coming back. Yeah. He's been saying it and it's just it's just, it's delightful. Yeah. I really enjoy I, it. I do have to say this, Dan. You once asked me if there was one accent that I could just have. Or maybe I asked you this question, but then you <laughs> returned it on me. Like, and have it sincerely. That's the one. 
You want that one? I, it's just ridiculous. Sort and of delightful. Tennessee, yeah. Kentucky area. Like, yeah. yeah, I think that's a Tennessee. I think he's Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, it's, and you can holler in that, like, yeah. in that oh, accent. Yeah. Everybody likes what you're saying. Every, every, Even if, they like hearing you say it. Maybe they don't like what you're saying. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. Nobody's listening to your content. They're just like, <laughs> they just want you to keep talking. <laughs> Greg Locke, just keep talking. Well, we had some folks write into us. Uh, we, one of, our, one of our listeners put out a call, if you'll recall last week, for charities that they could donate oh, yeah. to. Yes. That, they, uh, that, that aren't religious. Wonderful. And we had a good response. We had we had a number of people yeah. uh, respond to that. I have done no work vetting any of these charities, uh, so I want you to take it all with a grain of oh salt. Well, I we, <laughs> I uh, I'm a very busy person. <laughs> I don't. I didn't see you running out doing any vetting. Oh. Uh, I'm a very busy person, Dan. Yeah. As Any, well. Anyway, uh, so here are some. I'm just going to list a few that people have uh, that people have mentioned. Uh, one one of our listeners wrote in to say, uh, "Well, I I guess I just need to read the uh, the URL. Uh, it's cassesshumanistschool.webs.com. So K A S E S E humanistschool.webs.com." Uh, is apparently, uh, there was a massacre. Uh, this person says there, I don't know where there is, but there was a massacre a number of years ago and the school apparently houses and educates some of the orphans oh. from that. So, okay. That sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, we had someone write into us. Uh, Allison wrote into us about plan international. Okay. Um, which apparently you can sponsor children, uh, Allison also tells us that in the USA, they describe themselves as a girls' rights organization. Huh. Uh, but in the UK, where Allison is, apparently they don't keep... Uh, it's not just for girls. But oh, okay. a lot of stuff about uh, reproductive rights for oh, girls, that okay. sort of thing. Cool. And non-religious. That's good. Um, Don uh, from Canada mentioned doctors without borders i can confirm that that is a very good yeah uh, thing to donate to right that's that's a good that's uh, awesome so so there's a few options uh th we had a bunch of people send some send stuff in uh maybe we'll do another another round next week sounds good yeah uh melanie wrote into us hi frank and dan uh this is in reference to your recent tragedy oh the the flood the, uh the the great flood the great flood uh, hi, Frank and Dan. I had a similar godless experience to Frank's flood this week. One of my nibblings uh, had a severe birth defect. Hmm. I don't. I don't think that's that's exactly the same as a flood, but if but I get where where Melanie's going. Mm -hmm. So okay. Uh, anyway, uh, the nibblings had a birth defect and had major surgery to correct it this past week. I'm the old, only heathen in my family. The rest are devout Mormons. Mm. I noticed that even though I was the only one with no faith in a God, I was feeling the most calm about the surgery. Everyone else was stressing and praying and pleading with God to guide the surgeon's hands and protect the baby from harm and mishap. I was calm as a summer's morning. Mm. The surgery went beautifully. Our little guy was happily playing with toys in just a few, just a few hours later. Mm. My family relaxed and rejoiced and thanked God for making the surgery go well. That's when I realized that I was the only one who wasn't afraid that a shifty sky daddy might have plans to take baby away from us during the surgery. I was trusting in the arm of the flesh of the, sur in, uh, of the surgeons who had spent yeah. thousands of hours becoming experts in pediatric surgery. Yeah. And my family was trusting in the will of an unknowable God who randomly snatches babies away from their families to fulfill a quote, higher cause. I'm so glad I escaped the faith and hmm. that plagues the faithful with fear. Hmm. So yeah, I think that's a, an that's excellent a great perspective. Yeah. Uh, James uh, wrote into us, uh, dear Frank and Dan, I drive a taxi in Brisbane, Queens, Queensland, Australia. And I have written in before at the time of writing Brisbane is uh, Brisbane and its surrounding areas are in a hard lockdown oh, yeah. with a strict stay-at-home order uh, due to Delta strain outbreak mm. uh, involving several schools. Of course, this most likely 
Wouldn't have been a problem if our coal-fondling, ceiling-warbler-in-chief Scott Morrison had organized <laughs> enough vaccine doses. I shouldn't be surprised, though, as he has a habit of nicking off to Hawaii when large sections of the continent are on fire. Jesus. Despite being in a serious financial hole and having to deal with maskless ding-dongs, I feel I am coping surprisingly well. As a former mainstream Protestant who went through a Wiccan phase... I can't help but to think I would have prayed or cast a spell about it uh, for, at the very least, reassurance. Mm. However, I also think that this would have been an extra piece of software my brain had to run, which would have only added to the stress. Mm. This wouldn't have been, this wouldn't be in a why is Jesus slash the gods ignoring me kind of way, just something else to process. And mm. that's from James. Yeah. I think that's a great point. That's, yeah. I've never really thought of it that way. Just like, yeah, you like There's more. To okay, it's supposed to be comforting, but like you have to run everything through this other filter. You've right. got this whole other thing that you've just got to sort of, that's just going to eat up your your processing right. power in order to get it all to conform with that. Yeah. Instead of instead of reality. Yeah. Instead of just sort of acknowledging and dealing with the problem at hand. Yeah. You gotta you gotta run it through the filter. Yeah, send it send it through and 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 see what comes back out of, out the other side and then deal with things. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it's and it goes two ways, right? Like it has to come in through the filter and then everything has to process out through the filter too. It's yeah. like it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. So thanks for all of that. Do we have some folks to thank this week, Frank? Oh, Dewey Dan, don't call me Dewey Dan. Your name is Dewey Dan. <laughs> we had uh, we had. A number of people, like a true n number of people, sign up on Patreon this week. Oh, uh, kind of remarkable, in fact. Um, for us, other for, shows get all sorts. Oh, of I know. Uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, three new deacons this week. Excellent. Uh, we have Alfred, uh, Maggie, and Tara. Ooh. Um, we also have three new teachers we have william warren and yo-yo okay I, yeah, actually it's yo-yo mike i'm willing to say the okay the, the full name there um and so thank you to the three of you we also have a new priest uh by the name of yorg wonderful uh and we have a new patriarch oh we? by the name of emily look out emily you are whoo a prognosticator now. I love, I you know, I've always loved giving women the priesthood, but it's all—it's especially nice to give them the title of patriarch. Mm -hmm. There's just something yeah. wonderful. Welcome, welcome Emily, to being at the head of the patriarchy. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to you on that. Yes. Uh, and so, if you'd like to join uh, these kind folk, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support tab, and that lets you go over to Patreon or to PayPal and, and support the show. And Dan, yeah. as always, we have our top donor to thank. Just one. Just one this week. Oh! Um, our Lord and Savior, reigning supreme, Demonium! Woo! Thanks, guys. Stick around. There is more show coming up. Frank, Deanne, I want you to put yourself back uh, to to your childhood. <laughs> Go back and 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 remember those three hours a week oh of God. Mormon church that we endured. Oh my God! It was. I, I mean, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a it's a living hell. However, I want you to look around the room. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be church. You could go to an activity. Imagine. One of those activities where, mm. where, uh, where you know they're trying to create good wholesome fun mm. for the kids in the ward. Oh yeah, and uh, and think about the men who were are who were the age then that we are now. Yeah, you and I are are are, are in our mid forties. We are middle aged. Yeah, is what we are. We we we've got gray in our beards. Yeah. Uh, well, the ones that were are uh, as old as we are now, I mean, most likely their like youngest was 
you know, graduating from high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, not quite, not quite, not quite. But because, you know, Mormons start early yeah. is the joke there. But um, no, like Dan, these guys had everything figured out. I tell you what, uh, they, when I imagine those men, mm-hmm. it just felt like they knew everything. Mm-hmm. They understood the world. They were wise. And yeah. I grant that that's like kind of a kid's view of how adults are in general. Sure. Right. But my God, now when I look at them mm-hmm. with the perspective of being one of them, being <laughs> of that age, my what a bunch of dipshits. <laughs> they were and are like i think about the guys who and of course when when we were that age the ones who were our age were baby boomers yeah and i think there is something special there dan about about that generation yeah they i think they um i think they saw themselves that way too yeah i'm sorry boomers but uh (laughs) listen yeah you guys kind of fucked everything up and and not you personally i'm sure you're great uh (laughs) But your generation, like we look at somebody like a Donald Trump, yeah, who is who has literally never questioned a single thing he's ever done. Right. He is absolutely certain that everything he says is correct, everything mm-hmm. he does is right. Yeah. And uh and yes, he's the great extreme of the generation, but these were these guys, they just they everything and nothing makes you more nothing makes you more comfortable in that personal certainty than religion right yeah it is it is the safe haven for the undeserved uh certainty of the uh, of of the the white men and and, and the karens <laughs> of the world yeah i mean it it it's it's remarkable I mean, because I I do think that that does carry over still though, right? I I think that if you look at like the 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 specifically the Mormon men our age, yeah, right? Those are some pretty confident in their stance. Yeah, absolutely, uh, guys. That's right? the thing is that one of the things that religion provides you, and an extreme religion is even strong is easy makes it even easier. Mm-hmm. Is if you buy if you like the deal that you make with them mm-hmm. is that. I, if you buy into our whole line of bullshit, mm-hmm. you got to pay for it. It's 10% of your income. Right. And you got to espouse it and you got to listen to it for hours every week. And you got to, you got to, you got to run the game straight down the barrel. Yeah. Well, you, if you do that, mm-hmm. you never have to question you ever. Oh, that, yeah. No, yeah. You never have to ask anything about yourself. Am I wrong about this? Because the, because you're right. Because you get to know (laughs) how right you are. Well, you're, you're right with the Lord. Yeah. Right. So what, uh, what, what other way do you need to be right in this world? What other way could you possibly be right? Yeah. If you're not right with it is, it, and our generation, we were talking about this, you know, we're generation X. Mm. We're kind of the, the, the tail end towards the end of Gen X, but mm-hmm. we're, we're, that's our generation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, our generation, like all of our friends, we question ourselves. I think so. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A lot. It's almost like the, the thing that, you know, it, 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 we do it too much. <laughs> Maybe. Right? Like it is kind of a hallmark, I think. Yeah, isn't it? Our, our generation is basically uh, one walking personal Self-doubt. crisis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, I mean, it's it's lasted long enough that now we're all just jaded and we just uh, sort of don't care about it anymore. But like, we're definitely that's that was kind of our whole thing. We yeah. were unsure about everything, and especially us. Yeah, I mean, I think I've I've sort of lived long enough and have done enough things that I have just sort of this basic confidence that like well life just kind of works yeah yeah exactly nothing i really did to 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 make life work we've witnessed (laughs) ourselves make enough catastrophic errors and still been fine to go oh i guess catastrophe is just sort of part of the game i guess that's just sort of how you play right but for those of us in our generation who can't handle that Mm. who can't question themselves because it does take a a a strength it takes um 
you, you got to be willing to actually like feel the pain of that. Mm. It hurts to realize, oh, I was the dickhead in that. Mm. Oh, shit. It was me. Right. I was the, I was an idiot. Okay. I guess I have to figure out the pronouns thing too. Okay. I'll do it. Right. But if you're unwilling, if you can't do that sort of self-confrontation, hmm. you run to religion. It's where you go. Yeah. And that's, and that's who's there. That's, that's why Greg Locke can just scream at the top of his lungs about COVID's not real and don't take the vaccine and there's no masks allowed in my circus tent because <laughs> he is 100% certain that he is right about something he knows he's wrong about. Yeah, and it's some and they're all cheering for the same reason. And they're all they're all yep. and they're there not for what he's saying, but for the opportunity to not have to question themselves. Yeah, That's to, why they're there. To feel a little bit better. To feel like about being dicks. Yeah. Yeah. To feel like I don't have to question like if I want to hate a gay person, stop making me feel bad about it. Mhm. All this political correctness. Yeah. Do you know what political correctness is? Not being a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's the true. whole point of political correctness. Yeah. And they're like, ah, fuck political correctness. All these politically correct liberals. It's like, no, dude, it's not, it's not a liberal thing. That's just a not being a dick thing. Yeah. So I think, uh, I, I, I think that that's the thing. I think that's one of the big draws. You have to pay a lot. It costs so much. But it's worth it to have that peace of mind. Yeah. Dan. To have to not have to question, to not have to You call it peace of mind. I'm wondering <laughs> if it's just the right not to use your mind. You can just let mm. go. Yeah, that that's and that's peaceful. Yeah. You right? just you go to work Monday through Friday. Thoughts and, yeah. and on the weekends, you you know, you make sure that you buy enough big toys to never have to confront anything. <laughs> oh, you just insulted the big toy crowd. Dude, everybody knows I bought an RV this year. <laughs> I don't think I'm worried about it. I, I'm just saying. The people who are filling the holes in their lives with big toys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Just, it's just consume enough of my time that I don't have to, have to actually self-confront on yeah. any point. Yeah. Like, I have to mow the lawn now. I have to do the thing. And now we're going to go jet skiing. And now we're going to go, you know, we're going to camping. Anything, anything to not think uh, that I might be wrong about something. Hmm. And then Jesus will take up a bunch of that time. And and he'll make me feel right about my life. And never learn one real thing about what the, the lessons of Jesus. Yeah. Right. What, the, the takeaway of of Jesus's message. What would be the point of learning that? <laughs> of being a peacemaker or Well, I mean, they can loving to, thy neighbor. They can call themselves peacemakers. They find very clever ways of making their hatred loving thy neighbor. Wasn't there a missile called the peacemaker? <laughs> <laughs> there was a gun called the peacemaker. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there that No irony. No irony at all. They are uh <laughs> They it, I, just, I really think when I picture the Mormon men that I picture, like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the patriarchs of, the, of Mormonism, it's, they, are, they are there to be right. Oh, yeah. That is, that, like, if there oh, is yeah. a quality that they possess, it is absolute certainty of their correctness. Mm -hmm. And the second that starts to waver... Guess who's listening to our show? <laughs> yeah, that's not the joke I was going to make. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, kids. Uh, if you have an alternate theory, uh, or if you just, uh, may, I don't know, maybe you have a different take on men in church. Maybe you've got a little, maybe you got a little kink. I don't know. Men in church? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Man in a suit and tie. Up there being all uptight. Mm. Yeah. You got to go defile that. <laughs> anyway, if you want to tell us about anything, uh, write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 
888-448-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, where you can see I just recently posted a, a, a really fun little uh, snippet from our show that found its way to TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so go find it there on Facebook. And if you'd like to join one of our two members-only lounges, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com slash members only yeah hey thanks so much to the red rock hot club for the use of their fine music and thanks to gordon johnston for the use of his music and thanks to all of you kids for tuning in we sure do appreciate you thanks guys bye-bye